And where are our musicians? Can you put your hand together for them again? <laughs> Donald amazes me. <laughs> I didn't know he played drums that good. Donald, you got to teach me. Because my hand, this hand, and they, they go together, they never separate. <laughs> never do that. So I'm going to start with the scripture that I love so much today. Uh, you guess it. Psalm 23. <laughs> so put it up. It says very clearly there, The Lord is my shepherd. We're talking about a impactful increase in your life. This is where he's at. And this all through the night, these things, God was just showing me these things. The Lord is your shepherd. Guess how he becomes your shepherd? When you say it with your mouth that he is now your shepherd. So you are like a sheep. And Jesus is taking care of you, looking for you, the best for your life, making sure no uh, animal or what you call it, uh, predator, devours your life. No. He's there for you. Just like David was there for his sheep and confronted a lion. Can you get the picture? The Lord is your shepherd. First, make him your shepherd. Say it with your mouth to him. God, you are my shepherd. Just don't assume it and say, well, that's right. That's what the Bible says. No, tell him with your own mouth that he is your shepherd. Tell him constantly. I will say of the Lord, you know what it says? I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. Until you say it, no, no, no. You got to say it. 2 Corinthians 4, 13 makes it very clear. We have the same spirit of faith. And since we have the same spirit of faith, we speak. It's the spirit of faith. Once you believe that scripture, you have imbibed and you have taken into your life the spirit of faith. And when you have the spirit of faith in you, what do you do? You speak. You speak. So you tell him, the Lord is my shepherd. Establish that cornerstone in your life first. Where you know God has become my shepherd. God himself, this incredible being that created the universe. Everything that you can see and can't see, he created. Now, he's focused on you as a person taking care of you. You know what our problem is? We think, ah, God has so many people in the world. How can he really focus on me? (laughs) Excuse me? He knows who you are better than you know yourself. He knows everything about you. The Bible says, even your hair, he knows the number. And you comb your hair every day and you lose the number. Go back to God and say, how many do you think is left? Now he tell you. 
He knows. He knows everything about you. So he is your shepherd. Say it with me. The Lord is my shepherd. He's not the Lord is your shepherd. He's mine. If you want him, tell him you want him. But as far as I'm concerned, the Lord is it is a selfish thing. Call it selfish. Call it whatever you like. That's your business. But the Lord is what? He's my shepherd. He's my shepherd. This incredible being is my shepherd. Taking care of me. And because I know he's my shepherd, where do you go next? I shall not want. I shall not want. It's impossible for me to want, to be in want. Can you get that? As long as I have this God that created everything. I don't know how the, the trees grow up. I have no idea. You study it in science, but you can make it happen. They know to do it by themselves and produce fruit. I, can, I don't understand all of that. Who's giving them life? You can have a seed. And from that seed, you got this huge tree? How did that happen? I have no idea. And the God who put all of those together is now mine. Hello? He belongs to me. Totally. Because he's taking care of me. He's my shepherd. <laughs> not one day and tomorrow he's not. He's always there. No matter what's going on. He's always there. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Guess what goes next? He makes you to lie down where? In, no, you didn't make yourself. You can't make yourself. He is the one that is making you to lie down in green pastures. What does that mean? In comfort. You see, everything is green. There's nothing dry. In comfort. He's making you to lie down. In comfort. In peace. No worries. Akuna Matata. Excuse me, I watched that movie too much with my kids. No worries. Green. You get that? Comfort, peace. No worries. That's what the scripture tells us. It makes me. God is the one that's making you. Why? He wants you in comfort. Amen? Peace. Not just for you, but everything concerning your life. Peaceful. In Isaiah 54, God said of your children, Great shall be the peace of your children. Great, not just peace, but great shall be the peace. Do you believe that? I believe that for my children. 
they will have great peace. Because God said so. And he is my shepherd. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside what? Guess what again? Peace. Supply. No thirst. Nothing. He leads you. It's a leading. He's leading you. Just like the shepherd. Amen? And all he wants for you is your betterment in life. Your peace. Your success. Comfort. That's all he wants. He leads you beside the still waters. He restores your soul. If anything is damaged your soul for whatever reason, that has to do with your mind, the way you think. Restored to where it agrees with God Himself. Your mind restored. He restores my soul. That's your natural being, the way you think, the way you feel. All of that. He restores it to the best where you are totally fearless. He restores my soul. The depth of my being. He restores all of that. And then he comes again. He leads you to still waters. You're cleansed. Can you get it? You're cleansed. Now your soul has been restored. You don't think the old way. You have a new way of thinking. And not torturous thoughts. Thoughts that make you not to sleep at night with worries. No. He restores. I've got to believe those scriptures. He restores my soul. My soul has been restored. Not just my spirit born again. My soul also has been restored. When you restore something, that means the thing has been broken, right? You restore it, it's lost its shine. But now, God has made you the light of the world. You're restored. You're restored. Then he leads you, what? In the paths of righteousness. Lead and lead. Restores, and not just for you. Why? He's sick. Because of him. So you're not leading yourself. He's doing it. Can you get it? Can you get it? He's leading you. Say, God is leading me in the paths of righteousness. Notice, there are paths of righteousness. Some people miss it. But when God is leading you, you can never miss it. But he's willing. Because you what? You made him your shepherd. Amen? You made him your shepherd. And once you make him your shepherd, 
and you stay with it, he will never make himself your shepherd. You will have to do it. If you don't want him. And some people get to the place where they are listening to different kinds of things from individuals, television, and all of that. Their minds begin to change. Before they know, they are making him their shepherd. They're not conscious of it. That's the greatest danger for us. So watch what you hear. Guess who said that? It's not me. Jesus said, be careful what you hear. Be careful what you hear. Because these things will make you, before you know, other things are more important. Pleasing people, being accepted in the society, as a self-made man is more important to you than the kingdom of God. When that happens, God help you. God help you. But when you stay with him as your shepherd, he's always there. He leads you in the paths of righteousness. Why? Because his name. I do remember, I don't know if it was the 80s or the 90s, where a lot of things happened in the church via television. A lot of bad things. A lot of bad things to the point where people were not willing to give to the church anymore. Pastors that never will ask, you know, please give. They started doing it because people stopped. He was so painful to me. Men of God had done things that were unthinkable. And I never judged them. And that's what I meant. I had to go to God. God, you know, I'm, these guys are big guys. They know much more than I do. And they've lived for you. They are known all over the world. And this can happen to them. If it can happen to them, what's going to happen to me, little me? God, please, help me. I don't want to go their way. I don't have their strength. But you are my strength. I need you to help me. I'm scared. How the devil can do this to these guys? What about little me here? I need your help. Lead me in the paths of righteousness. What? For your name's sake. Help me to walk this path and never depart from it because I know you can do that. The Lord is my shepherd. Lead me in this path. Never allow me to ever imbibe any of these things that happen to them. I don't know what they are, but I don't want them in my life. Can you say amen? Lead me in the paths of righteousness. Just for your name's sake. For your name's sake, please. I don't want anyone to blaspheme your name because of me. Read Psalm uh, 69. I don't want anyone to be so discouraged so that they cannot seek you anymore. I'm scared of that. 
But when I'm right with him and he's leading me, I don't have to worry about them. Okay? Why? He's leading me in the paths of righteousness. Paths for his namesake. May he lead you in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Can I hear an amen? Let him do that for you. And then he goes, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, hmm? just because you are walking in the path of righteousness, in that part, right, in the same part of righteousness, <laughs> there is a path of it. It's called the valley of the shadow of death. Difficult times will come. You don't ask for them, but they come. They will come. That doesn't change anything. (laughs) Can I hear an amen? Even when they come, it changes nothing. The Lord is still your shepherd. But these dark times will come. Things to shake your faith. To turn you away from your belief. And you say, well, if God is... And so, why is this? I don't go there. He's leading me. Amen? I don't have to be afraid. That's what he said. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't fear any evil. In other words, they can come, but they can't destroy me. They can come from every corner. But I'm not going to be destroyed. Why? Because I'm walking in the path of righteousness because of Him. He's leading me to do that. I don't have to fear. David is not saying, uh, the scripture there is not saying, uh, I'm not going to fear. He's saying, they can't do anything to me. That's what he's talking about. They can't destroy me. You know Psalm 107, verse 20. He sent his word. Can you get that? He sent his word. It's always that. He sent his word. I depend on the word. I depend on nothing. I can't see Jesus as a person. I don't know what he looks like. I've never seen him. I've seen him, you know, kind of a vision. But everybody sees him in a different way. (laughs) When you listen to them. I don't know what he looks like. But I know who he is. From this book. That's all. He sent his word. Can you get it? He sent his word. He sent his word. That's the Jesus. He sent his word. Jesus with us. He says he came and he dwelt among us. He's dwelling not among us now. He's dwelling in me. He's dwelling in you. Amen? He's there with you. So when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, guess who is inside of you? And greater is he that is in you than he who is in the world. The one who is in the shadow, that valley of the shadow of death. And for that reason, I have nothing to be afraid of. Can I hear an amen? I am not afraid because... The mighty one. You know, I thought about it in scripture. Jesus says, those that the Father has given to me, no one can pluck them out of my hands. 
Because the one who gave them to me is greater than all. I love that. He's greater than all of them. He's greater than the universe. The one who gave me to Jesus, the one who gave you to Jesus, who is leading you in the path of righteousness, he's greater than everybody else in the universe. Everything in the universe. He says, the one who gave it to me, the father who gave, who gave them to me, that's you, that's you, that's you, brother. That's you, sister. That's you. God gave you to him. You had no idea. You were not there. He was his decision. That's why you're here. He was God's decision. You didn't make yourself a Christian. He's the one leading you. You said some words. That's good. But those were ordained for you to go through. You understand what I'm saying? And that's what brought you in. For by grace are we saved. Through what? Grace. Through faith. But that's not of yourself, the Bible tells us. Not of works. But by his grace alone. Why? He just says, I like that one. (laughs) Hello? I like that one. That's mine. I like that one. And he stretched his finger towards me. And he said, ah, I just won. The lot of, not kidding. <laughs> I won. I won. And you know how they do it in the game show. <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> he picked you. Think about it. The greatest one in the universe stretched his finger towards you. Brother, I want you. And that's among millions. How special should you feel? Amen. Because he brought you into himself. And now you are family. You're now family with him. I said the other Sunday. uh, If God is truly a part of your family. Guess who is the father of the family? Is he the one? Guess who is the provider for the family? He is the one. Guess who is the protector of the family? He is the one. Guess who thinks about the comfort of the family? He is the one. And this incredible being, being in my family, I got nothing to be afraid of. You know, I saw a video, and you can search, search for the video. There was a, a woman that had a store. I spoke about it here before. And these guys came with their guns to rob her. And this woman wasn't afraid. She spoke in tongues. I'm sure that this was this crazy woman. <laughs> what language is that? And she pointed, if I recall, she pointed a finger towards the guy and said, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Get out of my store. He had his gun out. And she said, he said, Lady, I'm not kidding. I'm going to shoot you or something of that sort. And, 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 and just 
Do whatever I'm asking you. She reached back and pointed that finger. I'm sure he's seen a machine gun pointing towards him. I don't know what it is. She said, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. Get out. Guess what? He was gone. With his gun. He ran. And the camera got the picture. You can go search for it. I don't know if I'm representing everything, but that's what happened. They ran. In one of the videos, they have several of them. In one of the videos, the guys ran as if they, they looked up like they were seeing something. And boy, they turned around. It's like, who is going to get out of this place first? They were gone. As the Christians were praying. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I what? Fear no evil. Why? He's with me. His rod, the word of God, what you believe, and his staff, as he's leading you, right? He gives me comfort. Because I'm being led. And being led, I got nothing to fear. But right after that, when you go through trial, guess what comes after that? Some great feasting. Hallelujah. Some great feasting. <laughs> I've had people prepare tables, you know, like presidential table for food. And everybody sits down there. It's like the president's table. And you know, the stuff that's going to be there, prepared by special chefs, it's not like what we eat at home, right? Special. But think about if God prepares a table for you. God himself, (laughs) you will eat and never never be full. You still be wanting more. Because God can do it. God can do it. These are not something fictional that God is putting in scriptures. That's reality. That's reality. If we will believe it. Because the Bible is clear. If you can only believe. If you can only believe. Some people want to say, well, 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 Jesus didn't have all of that. <laughs> really? Can you get a fish to produce money to, to pay your taxes? Have you ever done that? Can you get a fish to pay for your taxes? <laughs> Many of us will love that. Anytime you need to pay the, uh, your taxes, you just go by uh, Galveston, throw a line in there, and you got your taxes paid for. Have you ever had that? <laughs> Can you feed 5,000 people? Well, all of them? Well, Jesus never had that kind of table. Don't talk about that. You kidding me? Five thousand people? Can you feed them with bread so that they come back the next day looking for more bread? Remember, they came back again looking for bread, 
it wasn't just natural bread. This was spiritual bread. Mean, it was tasty. They came back the next day. I mean, these guys got in the boat to go look for this bread. <laughs> Jesus said, you're not looking for me because you saw the miracle. You want more of that bread. Have you been able to do that? He prepares a table before me where they can only stand and watch. The marriage here. Look at him eating there. We can't even eat that. We are not permitted. Look at him. And that's you. Sometimes we exempt ourselves. We think God cannot really care for me like the Bible says. Why? Because that's me. It's me. What's wrong with you? Why not? Didn't you receive him as your Lord and Savior? And if you haven't, why don't you make him the shepherd of your soul? So you can have a table before you. You know, years ago, when my wife and I, we went into ministry, I had so much debt, you won't believe. I remember, you know, they were calling, in those days they have a phone, you just have a phone in your house, no cell phone. The phone will always ring. I knew it was the debt collector. And I remember, this one, one, two of them, or three of them, when they call, Pastor Michael knows, they harass you crazily. Crazily. They miss yeah, you got to pay this. We will do this. And all of that. This guy called and he was threatening me. You know, you got to give us this amount. This time otherwise, we're going to do this. And I asked, I didn't know what, what, what the company they represent. And I asked, I said, uh, what company do you represent? I know I hold them. He said, this company. I said, oh my goodness. You are at the bottom of the debt that I owe. I have people that I owe more. <laughs> and you're threatening me? If I give you this, what about this guy that is up here? How am I going to deal with that? He was quiet. He, he dropped the phone. But by the grace of God, I can tell you this. We don't owe anybody. We don't owe anybody. The phone doesn't ring anymore. We have no debt. God has helped us. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Then he puts his power. You know, the oil represents the Holy Spirit. Who is bigger than the Holy Spirit in the, un- in the universe? The Spirit that hovered over the waters. Remember in creation? He is the one that makes everything happen. God then puts him on your life. Amen. He anoints me. He anoints my, her, my head with oil. 
And guess what? They overflow. They overflow. You know why when this overflow, my cup runs over? What's the title of our message again? <laughs> overflow. My cup, what? Runs over. You know what kind of cup is that? It's not a cup of suffering. Jesus took that away. He took that away. I'm talking about, not talking about suffering when you suffer from God, for God's sake. You know, Angela and I, since we started the church, even before that, I know what suffering is, but it's usually for his sake. Amen? I don't understand everything, but we've gone through suffering. But it's always come through for us. Before Angela came into my life, I shared with you, when I was saved, it wasn't uh, the way we said, good for you. It wasn't good for me. I mean, I had persecution like you wouldn't believe. I had a woman screaming after me in the street, open streets with people. Leave my child alone, you crazy man. You crazy man. And that's what she was yelling. She was clapping her hands and everybody was coming. You know, if you live in Africa, delivery clothes. Everybody was coming in from their homes and coming to the streets to watch what was going on with me. I had people come, fathers come in the morning and said, you take my son to church? He said, yes. And we're going to drink blood. And among my neighbors would stand and be looking at me. I thought, everybody thinks I'm nuts and I'm crazy, man. Something is going on. People waiting for me in the dark alleys. Seven of my men. And they're threatening. Putting chains. I've talked about that. Because everybody had imbibed that thing that he's nuts. He's crazy. He's Jehovah's Witness. All kinds of names. I remember (laughs) my wife... After we got married, because it went all over town, and everybody believed I was nuts for for my faith. I got arrested, taken to police bus. It is true. I got arrested. I came back from work, and the policeman came out of the corner. He said, "You are under arrest." I said, "For what?" He said, "You are under arrest." Put in the, uh, their vehicle and driven to the police station, and then they took me to the police bus. And he was threatening me. I told him, sir, I didn't do anything wrong. You cannot arrest me. You got no charge against me. This was the police bus for the whole city. And he called my mother. After he had threatened me, he says, if you ever do anything wrong and they bring you here, I'm gonna, I, it will be me. I'll deal with you. I said, sir, you will never see me here. And he called my mother. He says, don't you have other children? He says, Forget about this one. His life is over. Focus on dealing with the rest of them. And from then, my mother was incensed. She was very worried. Took me to a village where they had me chained. You can read my book. I talked about that. But God came in the night and took took me completely out of those chains. I had nothing left on me, not a single piece of the chains. 
on my body. But that night I cried a lot. I cried a lot. I couldn't understand just becoming a Christian. They can chain your hands and chain your, your leg to the wall. It was rough. So I know about that. But God delivered me. Why? He showed my family. There's a man, Roland, is constantly watching. He was one of those that got me seized before they took me to the village. He's now a Christian man. And he watches all of you guys. He knows all of you guys that are preaching. He's constantly watching. He said, I told him, leave him alone. If God is in this, we're going to suffer if we keep pursuing him. I remember after I got my, married my wife, uh, we had a function and I was inside the church. And uh, we just got married. And, and they, they were talking about it, these women, they know us in town. And he said, oh, one of your courtiers just got married. And the other one said, Angela was there listening. They didn't know that was my wife. And she said, one of your courtiers just got married. I said, which one is it? And she says, oh, you remember the one? And she started to try to describe me. And the other lady says, I know all of the boys. I don't know who one you're talking about. Don't you remember him, the one that used to go to church so much in those days? He, she said, oh, the one that was crazy. <laughs> and Angela heard it. The one that was mad, crazy. And I was inside the church. Angela was outside. And as soon as I came out, Angela says, I've got to talk to you. I said, for what? Private, you got to tell me. Uh, this is trouble. What happened now? And Angela locked me in a room and said, were you crazy at any time? <laughs> so I said, oh, this thing that, he said, so it's true? <laughs> I said, no. They just, I get the rumor all over town that I was not. <laughs> And uh, she, my sister had to come in to rescue me and say, if they were all crazy, he wasn't. <laughs> so I know what it is to suffer. But then there is an anointing. Amen? Amen. To, for the overflow. And guess what it says? Goodness and what? How long? <laughs> Let me ask you, I know I need to close quickly. If Bill Gates or Warren Buffett calls your home and says to come and see him, I have some good things for you, guess what? Everybody around you is going to hear it, even if you don't already have it. I just got a call from Bill Gates. He's going to f- send his jet to pick me up. Everybody will go, really? Bill Gates called you? Yes. Yes. I'm going to Bill Gates. He said he has a lot of good things for me. Uh, they will probably ask, can I be your friend? 
But God says goodness. Goodness. First goodness. There is the and. Right? But the first part is goodness. From God. Constantly. How long? All the days of your life. All the days of your life. The overflow. Goodness. God's not lying to us. He meant exactly what he said. And we need to believe him. Even when we are going through suffering. He's still there. His promise is still true. He will never go against his word. Not regarding you. He will never disappoint you. Never. Goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life. You know, goodness is one thing, and there is mercy another time. When things are difficult, what do you get from him? Mercy. 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 In Hebrews it says, come boldly into what? The throne of grace. That you might obtain mercy. And find grace to help in times of need. Can you get that? In times of need. Find grace to help. Right? So what helps you? Grace. How did you get saved? Through the grace of God. Find grace to help in the times of need. Goodness and mercy shall follow you. Is it true? So everywhere you go, you got two great bodyguards. One is called goodness, and the other one is called mercy. When they are threatened, you send, hey, mercy, deal with that problem. And when things are hard, you say, goodness, where are you? They will stand up with me this morning. The greatest thing for you to do as believers, Amy, wonderful work. This morning was great. Thank you so much. It was, it's getting gooder and gooder. The greatest thing you can do, number one, be fearless. What did I say? Can I hear it? Be fearless. Every one of us goes through things, amen? But the Bible says, though I go, walk through the valley of the shadow of death, what? I will fear no evil. They can stare me in the face. They can jump on me. But I'm not afraid. Can I get that? You get it? That's the first thing. Never be afraid. Never. If you read in the scriptures, the first thing when there's problem, what did Jesus say? Fear not. Fear not. So fear hinders God. You get it? He hinders him. So no matter what comes against you, even if you can't pay your bill, 
If you are afraid and anxious, sometimes we call the spiritual way, I'm very concerned. Don't be concerned. Trust him. He's going to meet the need. So be fearless. Second thing, expect. Expect things to change. Amen? Don't dwell on what's happening. (laughs) Dwell on the change. Amen? And the change may not even be related to what's going on in your life. That's the problem. But you see the light, okay? And you're expecting something. So your problem is small in the eyes of God. This huge God, that's nothing to Him. Think about your destiny in Him. Jeremiah 29, right? Don't forget that. He has a future for you. Think about the future, not what's going on right now. Amen? Expect. Lift your hands up to God today. First, tell the Lord, I can never be a victim. A lot of people think they're victim. People have hurt you, forget them. You are not a victim. You are not a victim. You are not a victim. You are a victor. You are a victor. You are not a victim. You are a victor. You are not a victim. You are a victor. I don't care what's happened to you in your past. God saying to you today, you are not a victim. Forget that. And realize you are more than a conqueror. You are a victor. More than a conqueror. That's who you are. As a child of God. Things are going to change in your life. I guarantee you I speak it as the pastor and the servant of God here. Things are going to change for the better in your life. No matter what's going on. Things are going to change. Things are going to change. I guarantee you by the power of the name of Jesus, not by my power, but I'm his under shepherd. He is my master. And I'm saying to you in his name, things are going to change. Things are going to change for the better. Things are going to change for the better. Things are going to change for the better. For everyone who is associated with the Ark Fellowship. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You are blessed and nobody can curse you. The blessings of God will come over you and knock you over. Things are going to change. For the better in your life. In the name of Jesus. Things are going to change. Things are going to change. Because God is involved. God is involved. Have no fear. Have no fear. Have no fear. Have no concern. Forget it. Put it in his hands. 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 hands. He is able to handle it. You can handle it. He is able to handle it. He is able to handle it. Have no fear. Have no fear. Father, I thank you for your wonderful people that you have picked by your grace and your loving kindness. Be with every one of these servants of yours and let them experience, all of us, the word that you spoke. The word that can never return to you void, but must accomplish everything that you sent the word to do. 
goodness and mercy. Let them follow every single one of them. Those that are here, those that are watching at home, and those that are yet to be a part of us, we pray for them. And we pray that you will lift them up and be merciful to them. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Ah, there are those possibly among us and uh, those that are watching. I want to let you know how beautiful it is to serve God. I don't regret anything in my life these years that I've served Him. He's been really good to me and to my family. We've had issues, but God has always been there for us. If you're watching and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is the great opportunity to say to Jesus, I want you in my life. Make him the shepherd of your soul. Make him the shepherd of your life. Don't hold back. And watch what God will do with you. Would you pray with me today? Would you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? If that's you today, pray with me. Pray with me and mean it in your heart. Once you do that, Jesus becomes your master. And he takes your life over and begins to work in you. Slowly but surely, he'll make you a new person. Amen? Pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for coming into my world. You died for me, for my sins. Forgive me and receive me as your son, a daughter. Receive me. I receive you, Lord Jesus, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. One more thing. If you've received Jesus, maybe you've received him in the past. But you did it today's prayer. The key to change. And I'm going to tell you this is the truth. That's what changed my life. I started telling about it, everybody that what Jesus had done for me. That's when they thought I was crazy. You believe. You speak. The Bible is clear. Romans chapter 10. He says, if you will confess with your mouth. Confess with your mouth, not just to Jesus. People. Tell your family, I am now a Christian. They all say, huh? I thought you were one. No. I made a decision to follow God truly. Once that comes out of your mouth, according to Romans chapter 10, I believe from verse 8 through 10, makes it very clear. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart, you will be saved. Not just in church where pastors make you say it, tell somebody. And I've never seen a person that goes around telling people remain the same. A strong anointing comes over their lives and they become new people. Fearless and bold to talk about Christ. Amen? Would you give him a clap offering this morning? God bless you. We're dismissed.